the first thing, number one, design your life. Design it. You decide how you want to live. Uh, don't let anyone tell you what you want. <laughs> you decide what you want. Don't let your parents tell you what you want. Don't let the media tell you what you want. Um, don't let your past tell you what you want. You decide, and this takes some focused effort. This is the Against the Current podcast. Against the Current is a faith-based counseling ministry that helps individuals, couples, and families experience emotional, mental, relational, and spiritual transformation through biblically-based principles with one-on-one counseling, workshops, and seminars. If you want to find out more, head on over to atcmcounseling.com. Hello guys, Katya here. So excited to come to you today. Uh, haven't been with you for the last couple of weeks to do a podcast, but um, no matter, uh, had things going on the last couple of weeks, but I am so excited to share with you today. Um, it's just me and I have an exciting uh, topic and I know it's going to be a blessing to you. It's not going to be as long today as it has been the last couple of weeks. Um, but again, Katya with Against the Current Counseling Ministry, and I am a counselor in the Frederick area, and I am excited to help people transform their lives and um, just find new purpose and uh, through the uh, power of Jesus Christ. We are a Christian ministry, and um, this is what we do. This is what I do. I love to help people. And uh, so today we're talking about the power of a vision, power of having vision. And um, the reason I decided to talk about this topic today is that I've been dealing with this quite a lot with uh, some of the young counselees, is what I call them, people that I counsel, and um, just having a purpose for the future. And it's so needed right now because a lot of young people have been stuck at home and you know a lot of changes so a lot of times people are wondering what's going to happen do i even have a future (laughs) you know um at first i think it's gotten a little better but when this all first started a lot of kids were just um you know they just lacked purpose you know they didn't know where am i going what's happening you know young people really need direction so I think it's important to have a vision and to know where you're going. And uh, one thing, one exercise that I like to give, uh, especially the young people that I counsel is, you know, maybe do a dream board, something, you know, things that you're excited about, just put it in front of you, whether it's digital or an actual poster, you know, that you put up in your house and have pictures, um, nice quotes that you like, or, you know, just where you want to go, you know, just bullet points, uh, something where you can see it's good to have it on a, you know a journal or something but when you can see it it's good um, so it's important it's important to clearly see a good future so that's what I really want to, us to focus on is do you have do you see a good capital G-O-O-D future for you and it is possible for everyone. I want to make that clear. It's possible for everyone, whether you've had a great upbringing or whether you've had a really horrendous upbringing and you're just trying to get out of the mess 
that you came from, it is possible. You can see a good future for you. Now it's gonna take some work. Um, and But I just want to start off by saying you need to be excited about where you're going and excited to get there. So there are just some um, a few points that I want to make with that. And before I get into the points, one thing that I heard a preacher say actually just today, I was doing church at home, and he said, what you see will determine where you go and what you will have. And another way to say it also is what you see will be what God gives to you. Let me find it here. Um, let's see here. What you see is what God delivers. What do I mean by that? What did he mean by that? Well, we have to first see where we're going. Like if you're... Um, my daughter ice skates, so she has worked really hard to land jumps on the ice, and for the last two years, she's been working really hard on landing a double axle and then triple jumps. If you guys don't know what that means, it's really, really difficult. And one of the things that helps them is to visualize themselves landing that jump. Of course, it takes way more than just visualizing it, but that's a big part of it. You have to be able to see that I can do it and, you know, kind of visualize it um, to make it a reality. Same thing for us in anything that we try to achieve. Um, so the goal is to see. Okay, so we're talking about vision, right, which means what you see. So I want us to see a better life. So when somebody comes to me for counseling, the first thing I want them to see is them having a good future no matter what's happened in the past no matter what situations you're facing right now you have to see a good future so the first thing number one design your life design it you decide how you want to live uh, don't let anyone tell you what you want <laughs> you decide what you want don't let your parents tell you what you want don't let the media tell you what you want um, don't let your past tell you what you want. You decide, and this takes some focused effort, you know, you just take everything out of your mind, everything that's held you back, um, and just decide, you know, in an ideal world, what is it that I want? What kind of life do I want? Design it and don't be afraid to get out of the box. Don't think, oh, well, my parents have this, so I'm always going to have this. Uh, my family has always been dysfunctional. You know, I can go back to my grandparents, my great-grandparents. Everybody was dysfunctional. Um, that's just the life that I'm going to have with my family. No. You decide if you're, you want to have a family who is, that is not dysfunctional. And that is one of the things we really get into the details in counseling of what a functional family looks like. Um, so design your life. Make sense? Number one. Uh, number two, write it down. Write it down. This is so huge. We talked about having a dream board, um, writing it on a journal. Write it down. And this sounds very elementary, but very few people do it. Uh, keeping a journal is very important. Uh, one of the things that we've done in our family, we put pictures up on the refrigerator. Sure, we have goals that we're trying to achieve. We put a picture up on the refrigerator. I had a car that I wanted on the refrigerator for the longest time. Um, now, my 
desire for that car changed over time. And um, I had decided I wanted a different kind of car when I finally achieved that goal, and that's fine. Um, I have right now on my refrigerator a picture of Israel uh, because that's always been a goal of mine to go to Israel. So I have it there because it hasn't worked out yet, but it will very soon. So I have it there in front of me so that I don't forget. That's my goal. That's my dream. Um, so write it down. So Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4 says, write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. And then a little further down on verse four, it says, the just shall live by his faith. So in this particular instance, it's specifically talking about, you know, the prophet saw a vision from God and he told him to write it down. But the same can be said for a vision that you have for your life. You know, we talked about designing it. So first you design it, then you, um, you're writing this down. Um, and if you're, a godly person and you're seeking God he will the vision that you have the desire that you have will be aligned with God's will and God wants you to have you know whatever it is that you want um, if you want to travel God wants you to have that if you want to be a doctor God wants you to have that and you might think oh I don't know I'm not smart enough I'm I don't have enough money for this I baloney you can do it you design it, you decide. Um, another verse is Psalm 37, 4, and it says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I love, 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 love this verse. It's probably one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. And yes, it means exactly that. It doesn't mean whatever else. People will come up with all kinds of ideas of what it means. Um, I've literally heard people say, well, it doesn't really mean that. Don't tell me that. It means that. <laughs> God wants you to have the desires of your heart. And actually, it says it again. Uh, another place is Proverbs 10, 24. And it says, the desire of the righteous will be granted. So I love it when, you know, God tells you in different ways, in different verses uh, just in case you didn't get it in the other one, many times in the same chapter, you'll say the same thing three or four times um, because we're hard of hearing and uh, hard of believing many times. So, yes, the desire of the righteous. So are you righteous? I'm righteous. And why, how can I say that? Because God says we are. When we accept Jesus, we are the righteousness of God. And it does not matter if I've been a Christian, uh, you know, on fire for the Lord Christian for five minutes or for 30 years. You are now, once you've accept, accepted him, you are now the righteousness of God. So you can have your desires granted. So again, remember, we're talking about vision. Keep it in front of you and then you will achieve it. So it takes work. All right. So number three. So number one, design your life. Number two, write it down. Number three, take personal responsibility for your life and decisions. This is uh, where it's very different 
uh, Christian counseling is what I do, more like biblical counseling, okay? Because Christian counseling can be very broad, and specifically what I do, temperament therapy, uh, it's more like creation therapy uh, and biblical counseling. And this is where it's very different from secular counseling because in secular counseling, rarely does the psychiatrist, the, the counselor, tell you to take responsibility for your choices and for what has happened to your life up to this point. It's more, um, you know, they might not come out and say it directly, but it's more of a victim mentality situation. In biblical counseling, and this is where it's, very different. You have to take responsibility, whether it's been your fault in the past or not. Sure, all of us have had things that have happened to us, especially, you know, when you have, um, I've counseled many people that have told me they've been abused as a child. That, of course, is not your fault. You were a victim when that happened, yes. Now it's done. You're an adult. Well, in some cases, I'm counseling still their teenagers, but it's happened. It's done. But now I need to take responsibility for my life. Uh, also, there are times when we have done something. You know, it might be a thing where, you know, I'm counseling somebody who's got children and a husband and their family is completely dysfunctional. We need to learn to take responsibility that we've had a hand in that. What have I done? What need? What do I need to do? So taking responsibility is huge. It's huge in the Bible. Uh, has always been huge in history. Uh, we have to, in order to change our future, to mold our future, we have to take responsibility for our lives now and for what's happened in the past. Otherwise, things won't change. Uh, realize that it's up to you to change your life and make it better. So victim mentality won't get you the life that you want ever. So if we're trying to, whatever it is, the goal, you know, whatever the goal is, um, I know a lot for a lot of the people that I see, I always ask them, what is the goal? Um, and they usually say, I need better relationships with people around me and I need to understand myself better. I need to be okay with who I am. That is probably the um the response that I get the most. For that to take place, we need to take responsibility for our actions and for our decisions. What's happened in the past and what's happening right now. Uh, and then the, the next one is take steps to change. Huge. Uh, you will have to first change the way that you think. Uh, part of the problem with all the problems that we have in our lives, all the struggles, is because of the way we think. Uh, and we deal with this a lot, especially when we're talking about depression, uh, addictions, uh, anxiety. A lot of it has to do with wrong thinking, uh, self-talk, which is wrong thinking. You know, the way we um, self-talk is what we think because we're talking to ourselves all day long. And we have to uh, change that. And I will talk about this all the time because it's part of what we do, a detox uh, of the brain. We have to get rid of toxic thinking. And in order to get rid of toxic thinking, we have to change. We have to be willing to change 
Um, and there are things that we do on a daily basis and we always cover that. But it takes hard work and it takes focus work. And when we're really trying to change our brain, which will change the way we live, it takes focused work every day. Um, and that's important. And I'll say this, you work hard and then you work to rest. And what do I mean by that? You work diligently. The Bible actually says, I think it's Hebrews 4, you work diligently to enter into his rest. And what does that mean? It simply means you just learn to trust God. And I know that sounds very basic, especially if you've been a Christian for a while. Um, a lot of people don't do it on a regular basis, you know, on and for little things in life. But it's literally just learning to trust God and to rest, just relax and um, not be anxious, you know. So trust God that he will fulfill his promise for you. And number five and the last one is be diligent to walk in it. So all those things that we talked about, it takes diligence after that. Um, it's also, I always give a detox plan when I, we do the detox uh, with the counselees. And this is step, step five. So if you've done counseling with me and you're listening to this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. This is step five. Um, you have to walk in it. Stay focused. Don't let your mind wander. And remember all the things that you focused on on a daily basis and make sure you're walking in it. You know, one thing that helped me to get my mind in gear is I started saying, uh, like, a while back, I had to do um, some public speaking and had to put a whole seminar together and everything. And, you know, sometimes you feel a little bit like you're not really up to the task of everything that you're called to do. There was just something in me. I was like, you know, I have the mind of Christ because that's what the Bible says. I have the mind of Christ. And I started speaking that like three or four times a day. And I've been speaking that for a long time now. And you know what? It has changed me. I have the mind of Christ, so I think I can do anything. And it literally started changing the way that I think about things, about what I can do. Um, of course, another one that I say is Christ in me, the hope of glory. And what I was going to say was uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So these things are part of me being diligent on a daily basis, telling myself that to um, walk in it, walk in all the things that I've done to change my life um, because persistence pays off. So what are we trying to, we're, we're talking about vision, right? Seeing what's ahead, that you can have an awesome life, that you can have, um, you know, you don't have to live like your parents have lived and your grandparents or your siblings. You know, if you want to be a healthy, functional person, if you want to succeed in a, you know, whether it's career or personal life, you can do it. And persistence is the key. And um, so just a quick review um, as we wind this down. So number one, design your life. You decide. Uh, number two, write it down. 
Um, this takes work, right? Just put a dream board together, put pictures in front of you, write it down in a journal, whatever it takes. Uh, number three, take responsibility for your life and decisions, all the bad choices. Yes, we all have bad choices that we've made. Um, number four, take steps to change. Uh, and the way we think is the biggest change that we need to do. And number five, be diligent to walk in it. Walk in it, not just, um, you know, today. Like when we're doing a detox plan, it's 21 days at least uh, because 21 days is what it takes to change, uh, to create a habit or to get rid of old, you know, bad habits. But it's really more than that. It's that times three at least, so 63 days. But then after that, it changes you. You're a new person. You think differently. You're on your way to success, which is what we're trying to do here. So um, I hope this has helped. Uh, the word for today is, you know, vision. If you don't have a vision for your life, create one today. Don't waste any time. Write it down. Think about it. Uh, you can do it. You can do whatever you put your mind to. So with that, you guys have an awesome day and um, you can get, you can send me questions or prayer requests, um, ideas that you have. You know, I'd love for you to talk about this uh, and so on. And um, we're looking at in the next few weeks or so, you know, maybe doing a live one where we can have open discussion. And then soon enough, we're going to have seminars again. So we look forward to seeing you at one of those. So you guys have an awesome day and um, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can also follow us on Facebook at Against the Current Ministries and on Instagram at Katya C. Mills.